Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. everybody welcome welcome back to from the outside looking in uh the show about everything the show about nothing the show about two guys a girl and a pizza place wait i don't isn't that a is that a show i don't know whatever man you know the deal unless it's your first time here you don't know the deal so let me break it down for you pat and i we talk about geeky things from a non-geek perspective or non-geeky things from a geek perspective Whatever, we talk about the things we like, which could be sports, different types of beer and alcohol, comic books, movies, sci-fi, you know, stuff that everybody likes, that we like. I like it. You like it. Pat likes it. Sometimes we don't like it. Sometimes we get in fucking large text message arguments with Frenchie. (laughs) And and, and it's like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. And so that's why we're calling this episode The Road to the End. No, just joking. This is episode 69. And and as tribute to episode 69, uh, they just announced uh, season two of Shorezy will be coming. Obviously, sure. Oh my God, there's where... a season one of Shorezy already? You haven't watched oh season my God, one? I don't even know. Holy shit, bud. No. You need to get on that. So, like, hardcore Letterkenny fans may not have uh, enjoyed Shorezy as much. I, I fucking loved it. It's definitely a different show. It's way more hockey, obviously. But, yeah, get on Shorezy, bud. We'll do an episode on Shorezy pretty soon. But Ugh. with that said... Uh, I am Andy Liaskas. With me, as always, the Riley to my Jonesy, Mr. Uh, blow it out your ass, Jonesy. Fuck you, Jonesy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck you, Shorzy. Fuck you, Shorzy. <laughs> there's a whole thing in, in Shorzy. There's a, a whole thing where they're like, fuck you, Shorzy. And he's like, for what? Like, there's a billion times. It's like, fuck you, Shorzy. For what? Yeah, they, they, at least they changed it a little bit from... Um... Uh, from Letterkenny, they they changed that whole interaction, which is which I can respect. So, I'm oh Patrick yeah, Banus. yes, you are Patrick Banus. You forgot to say, say that, and and we see Jared Kesso's face, obviously, uh, full no! full blown. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, it's 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 fantastic. It's if they could just do a whole season and it's all Shorzy. There's just the back of his head. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It's uh, it's I. It's so good. Like I like it on so many levels. Whereas Letterkenny is like one of those acquired tastes. I feel like you could get into Shorzy, and because it's not as over the top as Letterkenny, even though it's a show based on one of the most over top characters of Letterkenny. Yeah, you think that Shorzy. it's going to be like you. I guess you should expect that. It's gonna be over the top. Yeah, but it's right. yeah, it's it's yeah, whatever. But hey, Pat, how you doing, bud? Ah oh, man, doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. It's weather. I'll tell you what. Uh, what four, four, three or four consecutive Thursdays in February, seventy degrees or more. Just ridiculous, dude. Yeah, and now it's cold and windy as shit. Yeah, now it's all cold and cold and crappy, and I I just I don't understand it anymore. Yeah, it sucks. Somebody uh, make it make sense. Yeah, I, I I have no idea. It's like we don't get snow for Christmas anymore. Like that was almost always guaranteed, right? So, I when I was a kid, for sure, we right. always would get snow. Like, 
you know, and we would rarely have like, you know, by by the time like March 15th, which is what today is, right? By the time March 15th rolled around, it was it was getting near spring. You know what I mean? There was definitely less snow. Uh, but whatever. I don't know if it's if it's climate change. I don't know if all this daylight savings is finally catching up to us, right? It's probably well, the first. It's so probably the first about, thing. I don't know about you out there, but I know that like February was the lowest recorded snow total, monthly snow total on record in Pittsburgh. Mm, We've right. never had less snow. And outside of like two days ago when we got some snow, like, I don't know, to me it was like a dusting, but they made it out like it was a big deal. Like we were headed for the same thing in March too. Lowest recorded snow total for the entire month. So like, I, I don't know I, if that's not if that's not the extremes of global warming. I don't know what it is, you know, but what do I know? Right. Yeah, I, know? I, I have no clue. That's definitely, uh, you know, it, it, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Like, listen, we're not we're not here to to offend you flat earthers and and cl- climate change denial, whatever you are. But I mean, deniers, deniers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what but, we are here to do is uh, just do a little. Have a little one of them Johns. Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. Oh. Look at that. Uh, Pat's drinking uh, a, a delicious beer by the looks of it, called "Climate Change Is Real." You fucking idiots. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the beer is. That's not what we're saying. We yeah. don't take hard stances like that. Yeah. You fucking morons. I am just the earth is the a words. sphere. <laughs> yeah, I, I just read what the beer is. This is the Six Point Brewing Hootie mm. Easy IPA. Very nice. I love a love a good hazy IPA. Yeah, it says uh, Brooklyn on the front, but it also says Downingtown on the back. Huh? Uh, Oop! Six Points makes that. Six Point Brewing. So I guess it's in primarily out of Brooklyn, but then it's in Parkersburg, PA, and uh, also in Downingtown. I don't know where that is in Downingtown. I oh, know yeah. where East East Branch is, right? Oh yeah, well, you gotta go check uh, this out. And obviously, Victory is in. Uh, there is a Victory Brew Pub in Downingtown. The um, Br- Victory Brew Pub is in yeah, downtown. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then and then I think you have a bottle bottling facility in like Lancaster or something like that. Yeah, probably. I don't know how their operation works. Try to stay yeah. away from that. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm just here for the pretzel bites and beers, Bo. Oh yeah, yeah. Not so, bad. Nice. Nice. So we'll figure out where Six Points Brewing in Downingtown is, and we'll go and we'll have a couple of hazy IPAs. I have. Uh, oh, uh, big news on. Uh, you know, so if you if you've listened to the show for a while, I you know lost a bunch of weight. I was doing Weight Watchers and everything. I have officially left the Weight Watchers app. I have uh, eaten regular thing, and I'm just going to start uh, personal training. So from this point on, it's a little less stringent on the diet and just more focused on the exercise piece of it. <laughs> I was gonna. Uh, my buddy wanted to give up alcohol for Lent. And he's like, oh, man, I've been drinking too much. I got to give up alcohol for Lent. I was like, dude, if you do it, I'll do it. I was like, I, I, I want to start working out. A friend of mine gave me a trial for uh, Peloton. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. just the exercise classes. I don't know yep, the bike yep, or yep, nothing, yep, but not it's, like, it's, yep. it's, it's like a 60-day thing. So it's like, I'm going to start doing this. And he's like a couple days into it, he's texting me. He's like, guess where I'm at? You're at St. Mary's Social Club. How did you know that? I just know you, dude. I was, like, I was like, wait a minute, are you drinking already? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah, you boys got a. Uh, I mean, maybe not you. I don't know how you made out with with the uh, the whole Lent thing, and I I don't know how like I'm not Catholic, so I don't know how long Lent rolls for. You know what it's I mean? It's like a month, but I'm I'm not Catholic either. I'm only in it for the fish fry. Yeah, um, yeah, no, for sure. I and, just I thought mean, that I could, you know, and, I could and, knock and it out I, for a bit. I was I was raised Orthodox, so like we do have Lent as well. So it's not like it's not like it's something that foreign to me. It's just something that I've never done in my entire life. Yeah. So I like I have no idea how long it is. Yeah, you just right? gotta pick something corny and be like, I'm gonna get off. It's like, oh, I'll just be like, I'm gonna give up cottage cheese for Lent. Yeah, but like something I'm I'm already not going to have by choice. But you could you could like it does, you know, it doesn't take that much willpower to give up beer for a month. But, you know, I mean, yeah, well, and then like, oh, you know, like that Friday we went to Penn Brewery for their fish fry. So we're sitting at the bar and I'm like, oh, I should just have a beer. So I had like, you know, I had like a big chocolate stout. Just one. No big deal. I was like, you know, like I'm going to I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be good. There's only a couple of nights where I've totally blown it all up, like right around St. Pat's Day, you know, but what are you going to do? So yeah. Yeah, primarily I, during the week, I'm not really drinking. This is like an outlier. And maybe tomorrow when I go to the first pub trivia I've been to in like a long time. Ooh, trivia is nice, though. Trivia is nice. Yeah. I and got we got talk- St. Paddy's Day coming up this weekend on a Friday. Imagine how ridiculous people are going to get. Uh, I'm going to the fish fry somewhere and then I'm meeting up with a buddy of mine and we're probably going to go to like the casino and bet on uh, college basketball and watch college nice. basketball. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to a buddy's house tomorrow to bet on some college basketball. Yeah. So. I've already got a, uh, 16 team parlay going. All right. Who's your dark horse? Uh, Oh, for all, all over or just in a parlay? Uh, let's go all over. All over. Uh, Marquette. Okay. I like Marquette. I also like Xavier. I think my dark horse is uh, Purdue, going Boilermakers. They're a number one seed. How is that a dark horse? Because it's Purdue. They're number one seed of Big Ten. Oh, you know what Jesus. I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I uh, I have uh, Marquette knocking out Purdue in the Sweet 16. Okay. Somewhere around there, anyway. I don't see that happening. I just yeah. n- normally see, you, know, you don't get a lot of Big Ten schools that actually win, you know. And when you when they do, it's Michigan State. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, final... it, it, it's it, it's it's easy to be a number one seed when it's you know like you're up against the Illini, a really weak Spartans team, and a really weak you know University of Michigan team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and and they're like, what the Badgers aren't doing anything? Wisconsin sucks. So. My uh, my my final four right now is uh, Alabama, uh, Marquette, I think Marquette, uh, Xavier, and uh, I think Kansas. Ooh, roll tide, bud. You fucking put an Alabama right in there. Roll tide. I mean, if they're not going to arrest anybody, they might as well just win the whole thing. I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't blame you. So, yeah, so we got March Madness coming up. We got St. Paddy's Day coming up. Ooh, now that I'm not on the Weight Watchers, I should have a Shamrock Shake. But I'm gonna gotta control myself and not do that. Patience. But maybe, maybe on St. Paddy's Day. Yeah, no. Because St. Patty's Day is on a Friday, and that's pizza and a movie night, so I'm either going to have pizza or Chinese food. I can't throw a shamrock shake on top of that. I mean, if you're going to go all out, you might as well just go all out all, all at once. No, because then you just fucking, yeah. You, yeah, I mean, and like yesterday was 314, so we had pie. pie day. Yeah, it's pie Delicious. Day. Yeah, absolutely, bud. Nice. Yeah. A whole lot of things going on right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a wreck. It's an absolute it wreck. Is. 
It's fucking, the train is off the fucking tracks. And that's, yeah, it is what it is. That's just, uh, that's life. Yeah. C'est la vie. Um, so, yeah, uh, other things going on. Um, I think I've mentioned that uh, I've been reading the uh, Harry Potter series with uh, my daughters. And we are about to finish the sixth book before we watch the sixth movie. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And um, so this uh, this episode, regardless of what we ever talk about, is always spoiler heavy. So, you know, just fucking deal with it. And if you haven't <laughs> watched uh, Harry Potter by now, that's not my fault. Um, <laughs> but, like, we just got done with the, the the chapter in the Astronomy Tower. The Lightning Struck Astronomy Tower, I believe, is the name of the chapter. And that's, like, the chapter that Snape kills Dumbledore in. Yeah, Ooh. I mean... And the girls are like, how is Snape your favorite character? I'm like, because he is. You got to wait till the end of the book to really understand it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you he's can't spoil f- it, but you're trying to not yeah. to spoil it. Like, just, yeah, just wait. You know, we'll see what happens. But it is fun rereading these books and rewatching these movies. And I yeah. beat Hogwarts Legacy already. And <laughs> I'm going to play through again and um, be as evil of a wizard as I possibly can, I think, awesome. in my next playthrough. Just going. I think you can just like uh, randomly, like once you learn, and you don't learn it till like the end of the game. But once you have a, a Vada Kedavra, I think you could just waste random students, and that's like that's a hundred percent what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> the most annoying students are getting wasted. No, not even just all of them. I'm going to see if I I'm going to see if I can kill the entire world. That's going to be my goal in Hogwarts Legacy. <laughs> But is it like is it like uh, is it like a game where you you know if you if you start doing that it turns everybody so like if you enter a there's room, no like morality there's, there's no, no morality system in there uh, that's so, that's garbage well I I don't think they wanted to do it right like they didn't want to make a Grand Theft Auto they kind of wanted to let you be because because the story is the story you know what I mean yeah. I I don't think there is. I don't think there's necessarily a good ending or a bad ending. And you can choose not to learn the curses, right? Like, you'd be okay. like, no, why don't you do them? And I'm like, no, fuck yeah. I, I definitely need to learn all those curses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. And the only thing is, like, if you do them in front of a professor, they're like, you probably shouldn't be doing that spell. Yeah. And it's like, whatever. <laughs> wow. They really gave you a stern talking to, bud. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that, homie. Crucio. And I'm just fucking cursing everybody. I'm going to feel yeah. real bad later. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like I'm I'm a okay with one shot killing everything. Jeez, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of one shot killing stuff. I feel like there's some there's some weird news we should we should talk about because it's it's weird and also funny. Um, which one is that? Uh, the one where uh the guy who created Dilbert cancels Dilbert. Oh, I didn't even really pay any attention to this. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, it, Dilbert is like one of those things, like, it, it's, it's a, is it still a cultural phenomenon? Right? Like, you remember, like, there was a point in history where, like, Dilbert calendars were, like, everywhere. And they had, they had tried to do a cartoon, like, like an animated show. Yes, yes. It just jumped the shark. A hundred percent. It, like... It had gotten so out of control that this guy, Scott Adams, who's the creator of it, was like, I guess, so popular or whatever. I mean, it's in the Sunday. It was still in the Sunday papers for the most part. It's a very middling average comic. Let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. 
Like only, only the small percentage of people that work in offices, like in that office culture, even get any of that stuff. I don't even know if those of us that work in an office call it's like it's like the the comic strip in the new yorker right like there's like yeah. one out of a thousand that are funny yeah <laughs> and the rest are just pretentious as fuck and it's like oh yeah <laughs> so new yorker, yes. this guy is like during like i guess like during the trump administration he started like drifting like weird weirdly to the right where he was just like openly like talking about it and nice i don't like if you're like a cartoon writer is that even a thing that anybody wants to hear like your opinion. So yeah. I, I guess he has like a YouTube show and it's like, you know, coffee with Scott Adams. And so like a couple of weeks ago, he was reading like a Rasmussen survey. And so for those of you that don't know, like Rasmussen is kind of like a right leaning pollster. Not that anybody answers a poll anyway, like ask anybody, you know, if they've ever answered a poll. Right. And the, the, ch the chances are they have not. So like, they asked some people, they asked, um, I don't know if they asked everyone or if they asked just like African-Americans, if they, if they agreed or disagreed with the statement, it's okay to be white, which like, if you are in the culture, you realize it is a very highly charged statement that has been leveraged by like far right people. Yeah. Right. It's got a very high, it's got a very racial element to it. Oh, like yeah. a white supremacist type of element to it. Yeah. And so like I think like only like 53% of of like African American respondents agreed with it. And so he was like he's like talking about this and saying like he oh I'm not I'm not going to help like he's not going to help black Americans anymore. It's like I didn't know he was helping anyone to begin with. Mm. So he he was like quote unquote I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say Based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away because there is no fixing this. I'm not saying start a war or do anything bad. Nothing like that. I'm just saying get away. Just get away. That is his entire quote. It's so fucking weird. Like, it's holy just so weird. Just like, dude, you're just like the writer of a comic. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't know who. I mean, I guess people want to hear what he's got to say, but this is not it. And Do so, they like, really though, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how many people. I don't know how many subscribers he has on like this coffee talk YouTube thing because I don't. That's not a thing that I would want to listen to. No, just, no. We, just I, him we, rambling on. We should. Yeah, we. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The blacks don't like me. I don't like the blacks. And then, yeah, yeah what I, in uh, the world. So that's uh, un unbelievable. I love it. I'm here. Andrews for it. Andrews McNeil Universal, who is the dis the main distributor of Dilbert, announced like like a few days later that they were going to drop him from all their papers, and then Penguin Random House, which used to just be Penguin and Random House until Monopoly, you know, or Monopsony arrived in the publishing industry uh they said that they weren't going to print his upcoming book he was going to have an upcoming book and they, they were like now we're dropping that too so like i think he said like the next day or something is like oh this is going to like kill my career or whatever and it's like yeah dude yeah like I, yeah this, i mean it is had what this it conversation is. before like why do yeah. you say these don't say these things yeah it's fucking stupid it's stupid to say these things if you're not Jewish, don't compare things to the Holocaust. If you're 
not important and you're like a behind the scenes character like a like an artist of a comic shut the just shut up yeah don't say these things this is all stupid i don't care yeah. I, I don't care like here's the thing how many people do you think actually answered that poll a thousand right he took like 53 percent of a thousand people maybe and was like oh i'm gonna do so i'm just gonna say some racist stuff and be done with it right and like how do they know that the body of people that were asked on an internet poll were actually African American or black. Well, I'm sure they have to. I'm sure they have to like. I'm sure there's a question, and you have to like pick your, you know, gender and your race and your age. Yeah, like, but I mean, those, you, you could choose. You could choose that. Oh yeah, you could totally game that if you yeah, wanted for to. Sure. For sure, hundred percent. Yeah, I would not be surprised if that happened. But still, like, it's just like. I just don't understand people. It's so wild. Um, crazy yeah, I talk. mean, yeah, that's a it, it's it's a really stupid question. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't think that there's anybody that's like, no, it's not okay to be white. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like, such a, it's the the whole thing's just those kinds of questions in general are just stupid. Yeah. So yeah, no, for sure. Now, in uh, happier stuff, happier times. Uh, there was the Oscars on Sunday. Yeah, I did not watch. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel made his return. Uh, I didn't watch either because that's those are things that I don't watch. Yeah, I don't really care. Um, but um, I Michelle Yao though. Yeah, yeah. Shout to Michelle Yo for for, yeah. for winning. You know. Oh, controversy around there as well with NPR. Oh, I don't know anything about this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What did so NPR the right, do? Right wing. Uh, they uh, congratulate, congratulated Michelle Yeoh for being the first actri- a- actress to openly identify as Asian to win an Oscar. The right-wing okay. media was like, look how woke NPR is, right? Yada, yada, and everybody else. Like, I mean, I don't think that's tw- the verbiage I would have used, though. Well, like- and there's a reason. There's an actress that won Best Actress in 1936 who actually hid the fact that she was Asian. So oh. she is the first. She's not the first Asian woman to woman to win an Oscar for Best Actress, oh. but she is the first woman to openly identify as Asian to so win an Oscar. A, so there's what, you mean there's context and people don't there's, often get context. Yes, no. look at that. How crazy is that? But instead of being like, well, I wonder why they said that. Uh, you know, like yeah, you know, like even you're like, I don't know. If that's the right way to word it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But there was actually something behind the way they worded it right and if somebody would have stopped and said well why did you say that well yes. this actress won the oscar in 1936 but she hid the fact that she was asian I, i'm sure she probably did that because there was a lot of anti-asian sentiment in that time period i'm sure there was a lot of anti-everything in 1936 well, right? like, remember we had like internment camps for asians in, oh yeah like, for sure in world west, war ii so, yeah yeah absolutely you know yeah but the other the the, uh, the other controversy is it a controversy um, that I thought you and I would appreciate um, this legendary British cinematographer Roger Deakins. Okay, go on. Um, had like a hot take on the um, what he thought was the best cinematography of the year. Uh, he said, uh, as far as like, as far as like cinematography goes, he thought the Batman had the mm. best cinematography and was not nominated for an Oscar. He said, uh, quote, 
The reason it was the reason it wasn't is pure and simple snobbery. There's this unfair tendency to avoid the Marvel universe and the other popular universes. I thought that was great. Um, we we never got a chance to fully review. Yeah, no, no, the yeah, yeah. But it was it was a it was I mean it was it long. Was, it was long, but it was good. But I it like, was it's, good. It's, it's, it's one of those movies that I enjoyed. I enjoyed uh, Colin Farrell as as, as the Penguin. Yep. Um, and I enjoyed Robert Patterson as as the as Batman. I yeah. you know like like uh, you know absolutely. like a very young broody Batman. It was very yeah I thought a, it was a, well abso- done. absolutely so obviously he, he thought um, the cinematography was like on point and I and was I, like, I, I mean I mean I never really stopped and thought about it but the, I mean the movie is absolutely beautiful looking. I do enjoy cinematography. And like that is a that is a great movie to look at. Oh yeah. Um, like even even the parts where like you know sometimes when things get like dark, but like when they're in like the water of the you know in the civic center or wherever oh, yeah, the hell yeah, they yeah. are, right, right. Like it's very dark, but you can still see everything clearly. It's not blotchy. So yeah, I mean that is a, a really well shot movie. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. I figured we would really appreciate that take, um, especially because you know somebody's standing up for these you know these movies sure now, and, yeah. and not all of them are great let's be honest not all of them are great no no but every now and, and not then you all have of them are shot really well either but i mean the batman True. actually was it was yeah so i thought that was really interesting um also uh black panthers wakanda forever won um they had four nominations i don't know what they were all for oh um one of them was uh, i think angela bassett as mm-hmm. best supporting actress okay um there were two others i don't know what they were uh but Ruth E. Carter won an Oscar for Best Costume Design. Okay. Fair. So, I mean, that's fair. Totally fair. Yeah. I appreciate that. Between between, uh, Atlantis and Wakanda, you have these two kind of fictional um, places where you're able to create people. Cost, Customs, costumes out of whole cloth. And I thought, I haven't seen that movie yet. Not gonna lie, we're gonna see it soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get around to watching it's it. It's coming up. But um, but yeah, I mean, I can imagine from what I've seen in prior movies that yeah, it's totally worth it. So not a bad showing. Um, you know, they got they got there was some representation there in the uh in the 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 comic universe, and I, I I'm here for it. Yeah, and uh Michelle Yeoh for everything all together at once, right? More um, importantly, short round for everything all all together or... yeah 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 for sure and also just harrison ford and short round together uh which was it was great yeah, yeah, and... yeah it was it's hard to miss that very touching moment after he won yeah no so... absolutely absolutely and i'm so fucking pumped even after how terrible uh indiana jones and the crystal skull was <laughs> i'm still pumped for the next movie i, I, Elder, just, I elderly re- anna jones and i'm the... fu- i'm i'm in on it it looked Wheelchair like the... of destiny the previews look fantastic. Yeah, like I said, uh, we were, we were uh, texting with Sweet Lou and talking about uh, James Gunn doing the next Superman movie, and I, I don't even know if I could say that they're bringing back Christopher Reeves and it was going to be a combination of Superman and Weekend at Bernie's. It's too soon. It's too soon of a Christopher Reeves joke. Uh, but there should be a Weekend at Bernie's trope, like. Uh, I feel like I it's fucking, a Deadpool I loved thing, Weekend of Bur- at Bernie's. It was an uh, unbelievable movie. So great. It's so such good. Classic. Such a classic thing. Just such bad, like, 80s, like... Cheese. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, it's great. And, and we can never make those movies again because, you know, 
there's always like these horrible underlying like sexism tropes and and everything but yeah there's there's just elements of of hilarity through it. like one of my favorite movies is murder by death it's a uh, 1976 and uh, the cast is unbelievable. just so satirical yeah but the cast is unbelievable it's an all-star cast yeah so it's truman capote <laughs> right which that is fucking insane that truman, yeah uh alec guinness peter sellers peter sellers peter falk david niven yeah i mean like it's just like it is unbelievable unbelievable and peter sellers obviously plays a uh charlie chan type character which is not appropriate but also also very time. funny very funny very also very perfect. funny do you know they're trying to do a uh another history of the world yeah, no, they, they, they're they doing History of the World Part 2. It's on, like, Hulu. It's got to be, like, a TV show or something. I don't know. Whatever. I, I don't feel like Mel Brooks is involved in it, though. Like, so I'm not he, sure. He's, I think he, like, signed off on it anyway. He's probably too old to really be yeah. involved. Right, right, right. But I know he's got a sign-off in there, so he probably has some ex- executive producer rights to it. Yeah, I, I History of the World uh, Part One is one of one of my all time favorite movies. I fucking oh, loved yeah. it as a kid. It's so fucking amazing. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 excited to see like a sequel to it, but I'm also like, that was also again such like uh. You know, I mean, like I don't know if there's gonna be a lot of like you know little people gangbang jokes in there. You know, like there were in the this first boy. one. Yeah. Yeah. This boy. Come on, boys, whip those little dicks. Up. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if we're gonna get those kind of lines. Yeah, no, you can't. That that, no. that kind of comedy is dead. Yeah, I mean, no, not, it's sure. not dead. It's just, I don't know. Yeah, you just you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, nope. and, and like and it, and it's okay. Yeah, it's okay for people to is be offended okay, by though? it. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I I, I feel like the, you know the one genre that that always, in my opinion, has the right to offend. Is comedy, you know what oh, I mean, yeah. and, the, and especially that's that like, satire, that, that yeah, for satire. sure, one hundred percent. You know what I mean, and, and, and if you look at things like when you when you look at the sixties and 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 things like that, like when you look at like Lenny Bruce, you know what I mean. Like I, I feel like the left, you know, and I don't want to turn this into a political show because it's not, but like we've the left has lost a lot of its teeth, and like you know, and and that's like the, Lenny comedy Bruce, wise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and just in general, Lenny Bruce was out there fighting for the First Amendment, and you know what I mean, using jokes and dirty humor to do so. But we don't really do that anymore. Um, but is what it is. Sadly, 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 right? Sadly, like that's that's one of the uh, it's one of the tenets of the uh, Satanic Temple, right? Is the uh, all rights are sacred, including the right to offend. Yes, especially the especially the right to afford. Well, yeah, definitely. But, but anyway, 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 you can tune into our other podcast. What's the deal with that? And that's what we the do. What's the deal with What's that? The deal? And we do Jerry Seinfeld impersonations, but we talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with the farm bill? Oh. Silicon Valley to, uh, Bank gets absorbed by the FDIC. What's the deal with that? What's the deal with overleveraging yourself? Yeah. Should we? Uh, should we talk Sh- about uh, movies, movies books, comics, and books, and stuff? TV Track shows, players, records. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So we're talking. We're getting around. We're talking about a TV show. It is not 
Uh, it didn't just come out a couple of weeks ago or anything, but, uh, you know, we're always a little bit behind on things. There's a lot of content. We get to it as quick as we can. Um, so hopefully you're here because you just enjoy the topic and you're not looking for a timely review on anything. Uh, but we're talking about Tales of the Jedi on Disney Plus limited series animated series uh obviously uh from the star wars universe uh again a john favreau and dave filoni john and filoni we trust in filoni we trust bud and um done by the same animation studio that did uh the clone wars which i really uh you know after like season two that style of animation really came a long way like season one and two of the clone wars looked like the just the most trash video game on the planet um <laughs> But like they they really came into the swing of things around season three and season four. Oh yeah, uh, especially like to get Darth Maul in there, right? So this is um, this is going to be good because um, not only I think I, I I'm I'm pretty sure I can go on record as saying that we're both going to be very positive about this. But for for people that may have not seen this, it is a very highly digestible product right so yeah, oh yeah it's like uh, what six, six episodes 15 but they're all like 15 minutes oh yeah they're super short you can bang them out like yeah. one after another so um it's very highly digestible um very interesting stories if you have you know kind of even any knowledge of the star wars universe you should be fine um yeah I feel like if you know what a Jedi is, you're you're okay going into it. Yeah. Obviously, more detailed information would be great. Um, but well, and obviously, I, like this has to do with a lot of the more recent um, prequels based universe. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So there's a lot of content out there. So if you paid attention to it at all, um, you should have some good and and you should have some really good uh, starting points. But yeah, six um, yeah. six really quick episodes. Um, uh, I think some of this is probably set up for the Ahsoka live action show. Yeah, yeah, which is still uh, still greenlit and still going forward, uh, which is great. A uh, couple of things in the latest season of Mando also point to some things that could play out in the Ahsoka series as well. Talking space whales. Um <laughs> so uh this is uh this is six episodes um the first and, episode is a very quick this is called it's called life and death yeah um it is a very quick um kind of origin story of Ahsoka Tano and how her village um comes to the realization that she's a Jedi yes um this this in my this, so the first episode in my opinion is the most throwaway episode of the series, right? Because not a lot happens other than establishing that Ahsoka is a Jedi, and right. like again, if you've known anything prequel related, right, you already knew that Ahsoka was a Jedi, right? So this was like fifteen minutes to get to a payoff that you already knew, right? At least so it was like, fifteen minutes, you know. At least it yeah, wasn't no. And it wasn't horrible. Again, it was you could watch it. I don't regret watching it, but again, it was the most throwaway episode of, of a yeah. six episode series. Um, there are good like what is it? There are good like I don't know if it's, I'm gonna say it's like a moral or whatever, but there are good, you know, wholesome parts, you know, like wholesome themes to yes. the episode. So Right. And it's um I, I, I so it was so the series covers basically really two Two stories in detail. It covers a, a, a separate path of Ahsoka and a separate path of um, 
Count Dooku, Count Dooku. Yeah. as a Jedi, right? And um, and it's great because it represents the first, basically, yeah, like the beginning and the last pupil or Jedi of like that Skywalker lineage. And I'm taking Luke out of that because Luke is not directly affected by Anakin, right? So really just talking about Anakin's Jedi path, right? Um, Because Dooku was Qui-Gon's teacher, right? Qui-Gon was Obi-Wan's teacher. Obi-Wan was Anakin's teacher. Mm -hmm. Anakin was Ahsoka's teacher. Mm -hmm. So it starts, you know, with Dooku at the beginning. Yoda was Dooku's teacher. But, you know, but whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of all begins and ends with Anakin, as I think the prequels and Clone Wars do, right? Yeah, I mean, Uh, and then everything after that is Luke. Um, Tales of the Jedi, I was super excited about it, even when they first announced it, and I didn't know what it is, what it was, because Tales of the Jedi is also uh, one of my favorite early comic book series. I think it was on Dark Horse or IDW. I'm pretty sure it was actually Dark Horse. And it was really the story of the pre-High Republic Jedi uh, and and one of the first Jedi to become a Sith, Exar Kun. Um, and it would be cool if they like did more tales of the Jedi and got into like different stories. Uh, but we start with, you know, uh, an episode of Ahsoka and then the next few episodes are all Dooku driven. And we see Dooku as, uh, as a, a Jedi Knight to begin with. And he is on a mission with his Padawan, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. And th- I believe that's the next episode, right? Yeah, that's Justice. That's the second episode, yeah. Yep. So they come into uh, basically a, a, a village or a planet, right, that is like they're looking for a senator's son, an imperial senator's son, mm-hmm. right? And um, <clears throat> so we get to see a young Qui-Gon or, or sorry, a young Qui-Gon and a younger, still in the Jedi Order, Dooku, right, as they go and they are trying to track down this uh, senator's son. Um, so as it turns out, the people who have kidnapped his son aren't really, like, terrorists or anything, but this planet is being exploited by the senator. Like, all their resources be, are being drained, and they're just getting treated like shit. So These they people kidnap- are all in poverty— Yes, they can't have you know, and like you know, he's basically taking all the food and all the natural resources and and living high on the land at the expense of them. So they kidnap his son to bring attention to their plight, basically. Yeah. So this Juku, is yeah. This um, this particular story arc, I really, really, I really enjoy just because you the motivations. Like you see a bunch of different points in these three episodes, this 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 middle arc of Katuku, where he you you see all these things where he recognizes the plight of just common people. Yes. And and the, reco- and, and the hypocrisy of the Jedi oath. Right. right. So you see you ski it's really cool because like in the in the uh in the prequels, right, we just know that Count Dooku was a Jedi who left the Order. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even a fallen Jedi to begin with. He hadn't turned to the Sith. He left the Order, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he was an idealist, they said. So we get to see some of the backstory of what led him to leave the Jedi Order. Yeah. And I, I yeah. like I like his—of course I do. I like his backstory more than I like Anakin's backstory. 
right? Sure. As far as like what drives them to like leave the Jedi and 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 embrace the dark side, right? Because he is very he's very idealistic. He um, he sees how he sees the corruption in the political sphere and how the Jedi the Jedi are being used to uphold a status quo, while all of these just normal. Um, all just the normal people are just downtrodden and being exploited. Right. And he, you know, I think this episode and then this, the, 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 the next episode choices where they are going, they go and investigate. I think it's he and, um, it's uh Mace Windu, Mace Windu. They go yeah. and investigate uh, a fallen Jedi. Yes. And they, there's, there's and a that's... couple of interactions where you see like Count Dooku, like he's and really it's the... like, it's the difference between Windu and Dooku as well, right? That that you get to highlight, and and it's such a great thing to have those two there because they're both they're Master Yoda's last two padawans, mm-hmm. right? So like he after that he just really teaches younglings in the beginning and doesn't really within the you know he's just the Grand Master of the Order and he doesn't really take on uh, a direct apprentice, uh, but. Uh, Dooku and and Windu were his last two apprentices. Yeah, with uh, and it's it's funny because Windu is the more stringent of the two, as far as his obedience to the order, right? And like you can even see some of that, like you know, it's like a blind allegiance sometimes. Yeah, right. And in in yeah. Obi Obi Wan had it right when he when, you know, like when he you know it was arguing with An- Anakin he said my allegiance is to the senate it's to democracy and that's that's the thing where dooku was like i shouldn't be aligned with this senator who's clearly evil right. the jedi should be our allegiance should be to the people right and and what's great about like his fall and some of the stories is, is it really shows also just how much of a master manipulator palpatine is because yeah. palpatine can manipulate you whether you're driven by the plight of the common people and disillusioned with the Jedi, or he could drive you because he's the only way you're going to save your one true love, Anakin. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just like, it don't matter. You're just, Palpatine's got you. Once there's a little thing, Palpatine's got you. He's a politician. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, Yeah, so, so, oh, and like one of the, uh, one one of the nice things of the first Dooku episode is like, he, He's kind of infuriated with the senator who's starving his own people, and he grabs him with like a force choke, and it, force it has choke. to be it has to be Qui Gon that's like, "Master, please!" Like he has yeah. to talk him off the ledge of like just snapping this dude's throat. Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, so it was you know it's good to see the the relationship that Qui Gon and Dooku had as master and Padawan, and we do see one last interaction between them uh, in the show, right? Yep, I think that's episode four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when, uh, yeah, uh, that's right before his uh, his death. Yes. So uh, yeah, the, before the he timeline goes and fights in this Maul. is um, the timeline in this. I had actually looked this up um, so uh, I could kind of better understand it. So like, um, I don't know if I have, I don't think I have um, my sources, but there was a source. I'm sure you can you can figure it out. So episode one is the birth of Asana, uh, um, Ahsoka. Tano, mm-hmm. that's 13 years prior to the Clone Wars, roughly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, episode two is, I believe, uh, just after the Phantom Menace, roughly. Uh, n- maybe. No, it, it had to be just before the Phantom Menace because 
episode three, when, when the last interaction that Dooku and Qui-Gon have is before Qui-Gon goes to fight Maul in The Phantom Menace. Right. Yeah. So, okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. And then right, so Qui Gon is much younger. So it, it the, yeah, Episode Two has to be like ten years before the Phantom Menace, I think. Oh, that's weird. All right, well, yeah, this probably just is, like yeah. the source is really bad. Um, yeah, because by the time the Phantom Menace happens, Qui Gon is a full Jedi Knight. He's not a Jedi Knight. He's a Jedi Master. He's just not on the Council. And yeah. I believe, I believe, in Episode Two. Dooku is a Jedi Knight. By Episode Three, he's a Jedi Master. It's it's both him and Mace Windu, uh-huh. right? And it's it's again the hypocrisy of Windu being named to the Council on the empty seat above right. Count Dooku, even though Count Dooku had been a Jedi Master longer than Mace Windu at that point. But he's he's so reckless and strong headed. Or whatever. Right. He does. Yeah. And and it's funny because Qui-Gon takes those same qualities, right? Like Qui-Gon isn't on the council either because he's always like, I would rather do what's right than what's correct. Right. Like Qui-Gon is also a Jedi of the people, which surprisingly Dooku is as well. You only know Dooku from the prequels where he's just force lightning people and fucking, you know, killing people. Right. But this uh, this sets some of his motivations as how he got here, which was really as a you know again a man of the people is what is what Duke was, which is funny because he is an actual count as well. He he he's one of the only Jedi that still has a very strong tie to his birth family, right? Right, because he was royalty. Yeah. All right. Well, then that that, that throws off most of. Most, most of the timeline, yeah, because well, if you look just at episodes two and three, um, yeah, because Qui Gon is much younger in episode two than he oh, is yeah. in than he's he is not in episode. episode three. He's not in episode three at all. You, no, you he's, see yeah, him so in, he's episode in episode four at the beginning right, of episode four, and that would be where this timeline gets a slightly more accurate. So it's during allegedly during the events of the Phantom Menace. Yes, it is. Yeah, right? so maybe episode three is slightly before the uh, the events of uh, uh, the Phantom Menace because yeah. we don't see him. We don't see Qui-Gon, so we can't judge. Episode 2 is definitely well before the Phantom Menace because Qui-Gon is a Padawan. So there has to be time in between Qui-Gon taking his trials, becoming a Jedi Knight, then becoming reaching the rank of Master, right, which is where he's at in the Phantom Menace. Gotcha. Yeah, so I assume the rest is probably fine, but but it looks like those those episodes 2 and 3... It, lo- it looks like this timeline's a little bit off. So, yeah. Um, so after, so two and three focus on the the relationship between Dooku and Mace Windu. Yes. Um, so there's a little bit of Qui Gon, and then there's Mace Windu, and then by the time we get to Episode Four, um, which is titled "The Sith Lord," um, yes. You, I don't think, I don't think Mace Windu's in that. Um, yeah, no, I don't, maybe he passes by in the council, right? Because there is, yeah, there's a scene where they're on Coruscant. That's the last time that Qui-Gon and, uh, Dooku see each other. Uh, Qui-Gon is going to investigate the, this Sith Lord, this appearance of the Sith Lord. Right. Which is Maul, right? Yes. And, um, that's, that's where he finds Anakin and things like that. And then there's sort of a time jump there, Right. 
because even though it's still in Coruscant, it doesn't all happen right away because that's that's Qui-Gon going to Tatooine. And then later, when we see Dooku and Sidious um, talking before that, Dooku is, is, has been told that Qui-Gon has been killed. And he has no reaction to it, really. Yeah. Right? Which, knowing how close they were, it do, it, it bothers Jedi Master Yaddle, right, to see that Dooku has no reaction to this, right? And that's probably because he's already talked to Sidious and knows that this has happened. Right. Yeah, because um, in episode four... The first thing that he does is goes into the Jedi archives and erases all the records of this planet Camino, which is yeah. where the, the clones, clones are, are being made. developed. So, um, you know, he does that. Right. And then do we uh, do we see him kill Sifo-Dyas in this? I, I can't remember. So I think Sifo-Dyas is in this Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas, one of his no. friends. Okay. No, no. The only one that he kills in this is um, is Yaddle. Yeah. yeah. So there's the a huge one. yeah, there's a huge battle between at the end, a huge battle between Dooku and uh Count or Count Dooku and Jedi Master Yaddle, who is a female member of Yoda's species. We don't know the name of that species. It is just referred to as Yoda's species. Um she's a really cool Jedi Master. She's very powerful, not nearly as powerful as Yoda right. himself. Um, but she is uh What a terrible She's like super powerful, and then she uses those powers in like one of the dumbest ways, at like the end. So like, she follows she follows Count Dooku to um, uh, what what planet does he go to? I can't. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. So he goes he goes to this planet to meet with um with Darth Sidious. Yeah, and so she interrupts this conversation, and. You know, because I think Dooku was trying to convince, he was trying to explain to Sidious that Maul should not have killed Qui-Gon because he would have been an ally, yes, allegedly. He, yes, he, right. Which I don't believe, hey, but sure. Hey, yeah, I, I don't believe either. But, I mean, he's got a strong point because Qui-Gon did think a lot like Dooku, and he did yeah. not agree with everything that the Jedi Order did. Right. Um. So she interrupts this. Um. She tries to convince Dooku uh to side with her and to turn in um Sidious he refuses he's too far gone he's done too many things he's turned his back on too many people and and everyone so right. they fight um they're they're near this one exterior door he yes. closes the door you get the impression that he drops the door right on her and you're like all right she's 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 mush yeah, she's crushed right she's crushed he he's like walking away she uses her force powers to lift the door up once she forced the door back open she then like passes out into that room instead of like getting out and just going to her ship like she was like they thought that she was going to the first time right she like ends up just like kind of like staggering forward and kind of passing out. And then, you know, she comes to a little bit, they have a conversation and then Dooku kills her. And it's like, what a waste. Yeah. Cause all you had to do is roll out. All just, just go, just go the other direction. 
and you could have closed the door and you could have been you could have been all right. And no one had to know because we're just making this up. We're just making this up as we go. This isn't canon until now. Yeah. You right. Know? And it's like, yeah, she could have she could have just rolled out and then. Yeah. So that's kind of a dumb decision on Yaddle's part. And that's why she's not as good as Yoda. Yeah, I mean, like Yoda, Yoda realized that the fight with Sidious was going to end and he wasn't sure if he could win. So he just peaced out. Yeah, I mean, Yaddle was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to give this one more shot of like trying to like uh, uh, convince Dooku to, to not kill me. Yeah. So this is when, you know, Sidious kind of, or this is when um, Count Dooku makes his, his, his kind of his full heel turn. Yeah. Um, so this is like what, like we said before, this is kind of like during the events of Phantom of the Menace, or Phantom, the Phantom of the Menace, the Phantom yep. Menace. So Phantom uh, menace yeah, right, yeah. And then, uh, so after this, we move into the last two episodes, which are Ahsoka Tano-focused. Right. Right, um, so so we get to see the conflict of Dooku and then his his fall, which then we know what his story is after that, right? So, um, so then we come back to Ahsoka. So now we get to the time of the Clone Wars where Ahsoka is assigned uh, Anakin as her master. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, we get to see some really cool stuff in this first episode. Uh, we get to see sort of the training that, you know, obviously we, we've had, what, six or seven seasons of the Clone Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Which is heavily Anakin and, and Ahsoka. Yep. So we know a lot of this relationship. But we get to see some very specific training and expectations that Anakin had of Ahsoka and of, of the 501st, his clone regiment, Right. Uh-huh. So, so because obviously this is full on Clone Wars. Anakin has his own regiment. He's a Jedi general, right? And um, so he keeps drilling her with. Well, at first they're in like the Jedi Temple doing this training, and they're mm-hmm. using the they're using the droids, those little the little basketball droids. Yes, and she does. You know, they're like um, you know, um, Obi Wan is like they're they're meant to mimic battle droids so she does an excellent job like training with these droids and afterwards anakin's like you know do you want to you know i want to train you i I, you know he wants the training to be more intense harder right because he thinks that that's going to help her right ultimately he's going to keep her alive and you know it's 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 an interesting point but i don't think that I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you get that impression, right? So yeah. there's like this huge chunk of the episode where she's training with the 501st and she gets kind of better. And she gets she gets knocked out loopy like four times. Yes. But after yeah. the and, fourth and, time, and, and it's like, all and it's always Rex by, you know, like, hey, you, you know, you did good. You made it, you know, two minutes this time before, you know. And right. and it's you know it's it's this insurmountable task that she has, just surrounded by these clones in a circle that are just gonna fire at her. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like like Anakin's like you know I I want you to do this I you know I need you to be able to handle anything so you can so you can stay alive so you can you know handle yourself. So they go through this like several times, um, you know, after like after like the last time it kind of leaps. There's yes. like a time leap where you think that she's like coming to or whatever, but then you see her kind of like, oh, you know, she kind of like opens her eyes as she's walking with Rex. 
and this is during the Clone Wars after the um, after the Order after, <clears throat> after Order sixty six. Yeah, and this is like one of the last episodes of the Clone Wars series where right. she where all this training basically fi- pays off because she now her and Rex have to battle insurmountable odds as she has to take on an entire legion of clones. Right. So it, it makes sense. It's a good. It's it 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 is a. It is a good explanation of how she survives Order 66, which is cool. Um, her relationship yep. with Anakin. Yep. Um, and her know, relationship with Rex, too. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then we get to the final episode. It's called Resolve. Um, they're on Naboo. Um, she's, she shows up at the funeral of Padme. Yep. Um, kind of like... Incognito, I guess. Yeah. But Bail Organa sees her and follows her and they have like, you know, like a conversation, like, why are you here? It's really dangerous. And um she um they get they get noticed, not noticed, but uh, a clone a clone trooper patrol comes by. They they sneak off. He gives her a comm link so that they can talk anytime, like anytime she needs help. Uh and then she goes into hiding at this like farming village. Yes. And um she uh she has to save she uses her force powers to save one of the farmers. Yeah. She like basically force pushes a bale of hay and they're like, oh shit. Yeah, I mean she's yeah. like a couple of people notice this. Not everyone yeah. notices this, but he notices this. And then he reports her to the Empire. Yep. And then and... we get to see like one of the coolest inquisitors. That we've ever seen. Like, I'm like, why aren't all Inquisitors like this dude? This dude was rad. Yeah. 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 He like he like torches the village. He's like giving this kid a hard time. Um, she's she's away with I think his sister. Yeah. And they come back and the, <clears throat> the you know, everything's ablaze, and she ends up fighting the Inquisitor. Yeah. So they fight, she wins. It's a great fight scene. Great, yeah, excellent. Um, yeah. Th- then she uh, contacts or she contacts Bail Organa, um, who comes and helps the surviving farmers because obviously, like their village is ruined. And um, this is when she like accepts, like, all right, I'm going to join your rebel group. Like, I'm yeah. You know. And and so this bridge is really where Ahsoka was at the end of the Clone Wars, where she was like, I just don't want to fucking deal with this shit anymore, right. to where she is in Rebels, where she's, you know, sort of a behind-the-scenes leader of this rebellion, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so, again, it's it's a great... It's it's a lot of backstory on two characters that I think... I think the world loves Ahsoka, you know what I mean? Uh, and I think people enjoyed... Dooku, Dooku is you know definitely a very cool character, and in, in the he's the best character in Clone Wars the movie, right? Or Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, that curved hilt lightsaber, Christopher Lee as Lee as a you oh. know a classic swashbuckler, right, from the the golden era of cinema, and just him as a Jedi, and like you know like just what he looked like with the lightsaber, just great, great. Um, great character that dooku is so seeing the backstory of dooku and how he led i I, that was my favorite part i did really enjoy all the ahsoka stuff you know again the first episode kind of a throwaway still good but you know like not that big of a deal um 
But yeah, I mean, I thought the series was great. Uh, it's, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything like that, you know, but but it was super entertaining. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be. Like, tell you know, and this is the thing that you and I have talked about over and over and over with, like, Disney Marvel is, like, just tell good stories. Just tell a good story. That's tell all I'm here story. for. And yeah. there are there is so much there's so much lore before the prequels that you can rely on and create new characters like we don't have to necessarily you know we don't have to necessarily pull like you know Mark Hamill out of like carbonite and constantly put him on TV it's like you have all of this lore that you can create like really good stories like Everyone's yeah. going to love a Dooku story. Like everyone's going to love Count Dooku and we're going to love seeing those stories. Yeah, so like, absolutely. Give us those stories. Everybody loved this show. Um, yeah. Like almost universally. Um, they're, they're, I, I don't know of anybody that really didn't think this was like an extremely good show. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think I think broadly speaking, this is a very highly rated series, both critically and like receptively like from the from an audience a general audience right like so like yeah like star wars visions was another series of short animated star wars and that was really hit or miss there was a couple of good episodes but some of them were pretty stupid yeah i mean but the ones that the ones that weren't stupid ross some of those were pretty pretty rad oh yeah no for sure for sure yeah like yeah so some of the apps absolute like just like the samurai scroll or ninja scroll style animation and but it's jedi like they like it doesn't matter you know i mean it's some random jedi you don't give a shit about him yeah it doesn't matter it was great yeah i mean that kind of anime is always going to hit real real hard so right uh yeah some of the other stuff was like not so good but these i mean this was six really short episodes that told a really concise and well thought out story. They had a starting point. They had an ending point, And it was really just to fill in the gaps of what you already knew about these characters. Mm-hmm. It gave some more detailed background and more more information and color. And, it, and what was nice about it is it wasn't answering any glaring gaps. You know what I mean? Nowhere in your mind were you ever like, I, I, I wonder how it doesn't make sense that Ahsoka went from just walking away at the end of the Clone Wars to being involved heavily in the, in the the birth of the rebellion like there was a question of how she got there but it wasn't it didn't it wasn't a leap of faith to get there from one show to the next so this was nice color right that didn't it wasn't plaster filling holes in the story it was just yeah. additional color to the story which was great yeah, yeah i mean man it's like a nine out of ten for me. Like this is oh, really, yeah. really. really I good. mean, obviously, like you know, six fifteen minute episodes is tough to beat. You know, right. it's a really, really easily timed show. Um, it you know, obviously, it's never going to be too long. But yeah, um, really good. Some some really good stories. Um, I I always love that. I always love like Count Dooku and and the motivation of characters and yeah. So yeah, I mean, they did what you should do right like you you respected your source material you 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 paid it attention and you told a story about it yeah yeah i mean and and i i say that really you know sort of nonchalantly like it doesn't take uh, massive amounts of talent to tell stories like obviously writing these stories and making these shows and these like this is obviously a lot of work like i'm like you just make something good yeah just make that's all you do yeah yeah fucking you do a little pew 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 and it's good yeah, but no, no, it's, no, no, yeah. No, 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 guys, just make the yeah. good stuff. Yeah, just uh, just make it good. 
Don't do a big piece of shit. Just make it good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I mean, that's that's all it was. It was just a simple story that respected the universe that it was in, and it was done. It yeah. was good. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, tells the Jedi if you if you slept on it, if you weren't uh, sure, highly recommend. Go watch it. It's easy to watch, and uh, if you like Jedi's and stuff. Was it as good as yeah? Was it as good as Andor? No, but it's not even the same thing, right? So that's like, that's not supposed to be. Yeah, it's not supposed to be. Totally yeah, you know, like that's uh, that's like one of the things. Like, so you know, we're both watching Mando. We'll get to that, you know, eventually once the season's wrapped. But I had to go from that mindset of uh, you know, because the last thing I watched was Andor, which is a totally different show. Yeah, you know I mean, it, uh, so I had to get out of that mindset. Like, this is not meant to be as serious. This is an adventure show. Just go on an adventure. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, a, there's no espionage here. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, stakes aren't necessarily that high. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, but I think that's about all the time we have for today, kids. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, thanks for listening us to Blabber. Remember, the Earth is absolutely a sphere. Uh, and as far as we know. Uh, as far as we know. And, uh, you know, have a nice tall glass of, like, the Earth is absolutely fucking around, you idiot. You know what I mean? But again... <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. May the force be